0: Welcome to Beautiful Imperfection. We are so happy you're here. In this podcast, we will discuss from week to week our identity in Christ. The beauty in our imperfection is him. Let's get started.
1: Another place where evil attacks us as far as harmony goes and finding our center and our purpose and God's will is also where do we fit as women within serving in our church and serving him either through working in the church or through volunteering in our church, Pam. Mm -hmm. And I really would love for you to give us the basic breakdown of the apologetics of women leaders in the church. And I have to say, just Mm -hmm. if you're going to listen to this podcast today, you're going to listen to the whole thing, y'all. So no (laughs) pausing, no taking it out of any type of context, because I really want, to hear and listen and to get the whole biblical view of of how women fit in leadership roles and in serving roles. Pam, mm-hmm. you know, you're our women's ministry leader here where where we all attend. Lindsay leads a small group. Lindsay has led the welcome team. I lead a Bible study. I've done the mom mentor. We've all done discipleship. So we, we found places to fit. If you're listening out there, maybe you relate to us. Or maybe you're someone who wants to find their place to fit. The world tells us that lots of times women can't be leaders, not just in church, but also in other places. Mm -hmm. Uh, So tell us the the true apologetics in defending what the Bible says about women leaders and our roles.
0: What's our role? Yeah. And this can get kind of dicey. So I want you to really listen to the intent of following what God says about it. And that is where our center is. So that is what we come back to. Um, and there are a lot of things going on in the world today that are, are confusing um, a lot of things. And even in the the, the church world, there's a lot of um, this has nothing to do. What I want to share with you has nothing to do with denomination, has nothing to do with any kind of church, any kind of—I just want to share with you as close as I can to the biblical view of what women in the church is. It does not mean that we can't lead in the church, and I think our church does a good job of allowing women to fulfill roles that are biblical roles. There are there is one specific role that a woman cannot fill, and I'll—you got to stay with me to yes. get that. Yeah. So um, first of all, to To really get a grasp of the um, women's role, we got to go back to the beginning. So we're going to start in Genesis. So in the beginning, when we start there with the creation and not culture, because the culture today is very skewed and we're trying to make men, women and women, men, and everybody's confused on, you know, what um, their role in life is and what their purposes are. And I think our identity has to fall back to Christ, especially if we are a believer. And so in Genesis chapter one, verse 26, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all of the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in his own image In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them and blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish and the sea and the birds of the sky and every living thing that moves on the earth. Not only was the image of God given equally to both in creation, because he says to them, he said, rule. So the principle of ruling was given to men and women because he didn't tell him, he told them. Mm -hmm. So that's important. I don't think we ever really grasp that as we're just reading through it. It's like he told him and she this, you know, but he told them to rule together. And the reasoning for that, I found this quote from uh, Tony Evans and he said, God wants men and women to use the talents, gifts, gifts. Skills and creative forces to unpack the earth's potential. Even in the context of marriage, when God created Adam, he says, I'm going to give you a helper suitable for you. Her views, perspectives, gifts, training is supposed to be brought fully to the table in order for the family to maximize. Its creative potential. So within God's creative purpose, there is also a created order. And I think this is what's really important that we have to think about. We're all we're equal, just as valued, but there is an order that God created. Within God's creative purpose, there is a creative order. It is absolutely critical that there is a quality of being. In that. So we know that we're God loves us. He created men and women equal. It says that in Galatians 3:28, says that men and women were created with God. So important is the equality that God tells a husband in First Peter: if you don't recognize, respect, and and appreciate her equality, I will not answer your prayers. Pretty specific, mm-hmm. because if a husband leaves, it's, it says if a husband leaves her, then his wife. That because that's how much God loves us, and we are equal with that. Our value is equal to anything else. There is nothing that is more valuable to God than us, men and women. Um, but women feel marginalized a lot of times in the world and they have been marginalized in the world, but not in God's economy. Back to that economy is different from the world's economy. Uh, God puts um, great value on us. And there are many stories in the Bible of women who the, he appeared to a woman first to go tell the rest of the people that, Mm -hmm. you know, he, Mary and Martha is a great example of Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus and Martha was in the kitchen working and all we think that, well, Martha's supposed to be, Martha's supposed to be in the kitchen. She's a woman. No, God said the greatest thing is that Mary is sitting here at my feet. So the one thing that she did was to honor him. Mm -hmm. So there are, the role, our role is not necessarily in the kitchen, <laughs> you know, but um, so first uh, Corinthians 11, verse three says, but I want you to understand that Christ is the head of every man. The man is the head of woman and God is the head of Christ. So that is the order. But to break that down a little bit he says every man is under Christ. Every man has to answer if he is Christian, to God's lordship. So everybody has to answer to something. Um, And we ultimately answer to the lordship of Christ. But he is under divine rule based on the word of God. So our husbands are to be under divine rule based on the word of God. It would be simple to follow a man who was, in his purposes, submitting to God completely. So what do we do when our husband's not? And I think that's part of that. But this also plays into what we do in the church because God intricately intertwines them uh, together. Um, So Jesus um, says uh, that when he says that a woman is under a man, she's not under every man. Mm -hmm. And that's a a mistake that I think we make Mm -hmm. in the workplace you be, you know, you're not submissive to your boss. You, he is over you. So, yes, you are under his command in some ways and things that you have to do. But he's not your Lord. He doesn't Lord over you. Neither your husband doesn't Lord over you either if he's under Christ. But you got Christ, you got, got man, you got woman, and you've got, you know, children and all those things. And it's not to put us in a lesser than position. It's for our freedom because we should be able to trust that it's for our protection. Um, So there's a lot of things that he does that. I do have a clarifying question. Yes. Ask that that.
1: is that we're talking about man and woman in that scripture. That means our husbands, if you have a husband, Mm -hmm. you know, it does not mean. And a lot of times the world wants to take the Bible and twist it. It doesn't mean the Bible is saying that a female can't be the leader or the president does or, not. or, you know, the principal at the school or the, you know, exactly. the leadership position. That's not what the Bible saying. It's saying when we organize our family. Right. Not not our secular job. Exactly. But and the world they, takes that a different way. A yes, lot of they do.
0: Yes. And, and so going further into this, it, I mean, I'm going to lead into the church role and the role in general, but you're exactly right. And that needed to be clarified that um, it's. The world looks at it totally differently because if you say submit to anything, mm-hmm. but we all submit to something, yes, and we're all something, our Lord, yeah, it's not Lord, and yeah. we're all in pursuit of something, yeah. So if we're not pursuing God, then all these other things get skewed mm-hmm. and and out of the out of kilter. And I will also say, because I've been asked this, and if you are in any way in any kind of abusive relationship, God does not intend for you to stay under that. I'm not saying. I would never say, you know, go divorce so and so because of this or that or the other. But separation is a is a biblical thing; is a good thing uh, if necessary for work to be done in order to fix those those things that are happening. Um, Because um, you know, it it says that we can win our husbands by our um, spirit by by serving God, but that doesn't mean that we stay in a situation. That is unbear- unbearable and mm-hmm. that is not what God is saying. So we're talking about clarify the that setup. a little bit. Too. Yeah. yeah, we're Let's saying yeah. this is how God yeah. ordained it, how how it is. But yeah. Satan wants to shake it all up in and through um, lies and divisiveness he creates division in our home in our country in our churches and because he wants to block god's purposes and the reason i bring the family into this so much is because that's what god talks about when he talks about the church mm-hmm. and so because he wants to block um, god's purposes it's important to note that god's purposes on earth are fulfilled by god's people who are us So we have the purpose to do that. And um, Dr. Evans also said that um, Satan goes through um, trying to stamp out the program of using equality. And we see that all the time in our world, the chaos that is happening in our world. Um, But. We don't apply a distinction. Of that as much as a function. So what our function is different than that. Um, this is so complicated. I know. I hope I'm breaking it down a little bit. But um, in it's not about our day. It's not about our culture. It's not about what we like or don't like. It's about creation of God's order, and which is one of equality. With specific gifts, talents, ministries for both male and female, we are equal but different. Mm-hmm. And so, what try, what seems to happen a lot is that it tries to mesh it all into to one thing. Mm-hmm. We're all the same, or you know, but then you know, we can't do women can't do specific things, um, and that cannot be defended biblically. It's biblically indefensible. So. Um, in second Timothy, he gives us an order of operation in the church. And this is it. He says, um, I want men to teach and to give oversight, to give authority. I want men to lead in the church that are to lead in the teaching or to lead in the authority. So the man, the pastor has mm-hmm. the authority. A functional role is what God says about the home, you know. The man is the husband, but just like in the home, he, the husband has to govern the home rightly in authority and recognize the woman's, uh, the wife's equality because we've already established that right in Genesis. But now he's discussing um, the order or the equality in, in work and in, um, in the boss. So every woman in the workplace should have the same as a man has the same pay, the same, all those things. But when Adam and Eve sinned, um, she was deceived. And I wonder if they're, I've never thought about this before, but part of that word is Eve mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> deceived. Yeah. So, but I just thought about that when I was looking at this, but Adam held the responsibility, the chaos ensued because they stepped out of God's given roles. So God will not bless, um, usurping authority, but he has an absolute 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 role for females in the church as well in corinth um the church of corinth he said um in corinthians 14 i'm sorry i think it's second timothy um he has to tell them in that verse that women are that the reason that they were talking about being silent in the church was that women were creating chaos because the husbands weren't telling them anything, basically. Mm. yeah. <laughs> so he was assuming that the men were going to church, listening to what was said and bringing it back home and telling the women, but that's not what was happening. So the women were in an uproar because they didn't know what was going on, basically. So they were creating havoc in the church, and that's where all this came about. So, um, so enlightening. Yeah. Yeah. Not really to so, know that. Yeah. So, in that day, they were, you know, women couldn't speak in church because culturally it was wrong. So the women were speaking out because they weren't being able to know anything that was going on. So that's how it all meshed together. Mm-hmm. Long way to get there. Sorry about that, but no. But and any, again, it's it implies so the context. Yes, to that.
1: church mm-hmm. again. So like these are this is the way God set up everything for church, and if you work in the church like as far as like what we're talking about in leadership and the, right. and the male role in, in church that's been called. And it goes back to the Romans 8, 28 called according to his purpose, right? My purpose as a woman is one thing. And someone's purpose as a man, it's not just your purpose uh, internally. It's also who you are, like who God made you, exactly. you know, externally. And that's living in the spirit and, uh, and life in the spirit, but at work secularly, there that's not set up in Timothy you know mm-hmm. so if you don't you know so it's it's interesting to me um and you too i'm sure lindsay you've you work secularly you've also worked at a church too you know mm-hmm. like we've both been in those roles mm-hmm. so it's just totally different worlds and you can't apply one to the other and i think right. that's where we get tripped up a lot right is you know yes it's equality mm-hmm. but it's equality to live out your purpose not exactly. equality to do the exact same thing in my my personal opinion, how I'm interpreting that.
0: So it's like there, there are certain roles for men. There are certain roles for women with in the world in general, because we're created different Mm -hmm. with different roles. That doesn't mean we're lesser than Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that we're not as important because you need both obviously or the world stops. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, it talks about all of this then in, um, in uh, the world, how the worldview has skewed it. But what the Bible says about that is that there is a pastor that is in authority of the church. But within the church, women can work within the church with their ability, God given abilities that he has given. So, um, authority, um, comes chapter three, verse eight. Um, when he talked about deacons, likewise, this is in Corinthians, but then he introduces in verse 11, women. While talking about leaders overseeing deacon, women, whatever we're talking about, we don't have women deacons in our church, but a deacon is a serve, serves people. And so women serve people in the church. So whatever you call that, Mm -hmm. whatever the title might be, they called it deaconesses Mm -hmm. then. And so um, it's a recognition that women have leadership roles in the church. And so. The final authority of that is the pastor. Mm-hmm. So what the rule is that um, we can we can teach um, the the man, the man, the pastor is the overseer, according to ministry. And the leadership role is prescribed for women. First um, Corinthians 11 has established that um, it's a prescribed order but we are equals and we have different roles in the church. So he's declaring that, um, in the, in the Bible, it also says that, um, men and women prophesied. Now it doesn't mean we go out and yeah. make something up. What right. that means is, is they're, they're, uh, declaring what God said. Mm-hmm, so a woman right. can mm-hmm. declare mm-hmm. what God says. And I, For sure to declare something has to be verbal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we can speak in the church and in Mm -hmm. public about it. Um, And we're operating under the head. God has the pastoral authority. So the pastor is under God, just like we talked about the order. And, um, What if a woman wants to do something within the church, she's free to express her gifts through the ministry, but under the authority of the pastor. So really, there is a distinction between being a woman pastor and a woman using her gifts. So the distinction is there's not a woman pastor. The distinction is not that she can't use her gifts in church, that she can't teach, that she can't speak. There are gifts and they are not gender based, they are office-based. Right. So there's a big difference in that. So some in the family and some in the church, and according to the Bible, they hold they can hold any office. A woman can hold any office except the final authority, which is the pastor. So when we get out of the proper rank set forth by God for our protection. And everything shifts if we're out of that order. So the men and the women, everything shifts. Everything's Mm -hmm. chaotic. Everything in the church, everything outside the church. So I just like to end with this, Romans 16, one and two. And then y'all can um, comment however you want or ask another question. It says, and greet Phoebe, the precious deaconess of the Lord uses, he uses the Greek word dikonos translated as a servant but a deacon or deaconess. So has helped us greatly in the ministry. He recognized her contribution to the ministry. He says, may we be a church who recognizes the imago day in the male and the female, which means the image of God is in males and in females. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you have gleaned something of value that will help you in your day-to-day lives and draw you closer to living fully in who God designed you to be. Until next time, you are beautiful in his sight. If you've been thinking and listening to us and wondering, how can this become a reality in my life? How does How can my identity be in Christ? and you've never received him, I'd like to give you the opportunity to do that right now by praying a sinner's prayer. It's a very simple prayer, and it goes like this. Lord, thank you so much for loving me. Thank you for going to the cross and dying for my sins. I open up my heart. I ask you to come in. Please forgive me for everything that I've done and help me to walk with you as I follow you in my life. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we would love to connect with you and help you as you start your life in Christ. Please visit thebestnews.org.